Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. 
You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani. Good afternoon, everybody. It is January the 22nd, 2013. I'm Storm Sestivani, and I'm, of course, I'm here with the wonderfully talented Jackie Smith. Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. They are the sponsor of our show. And visit our joint website, keepitmagic.com, which is at www.keepitmagic.com. Now, I have to warn you all in advance. Jackie is a little nuts today, so if I just start talking by myself, y'all know I put her on mute. I'm just a little slap happy. Yeah, so Jackie had an ordeal, which we will be talking about uh, in just uh, a few minutes. Um, but first, I have to um, talk about something of great national importance, Jackie. I did miss the inauguration speech yesterday. Is that what we're going to talk about? No, much bigger national importance than that. Oh, what? Beyonce lip synced the national anthem. Oh, this is what you want to talk about? Yes. Really, Storm? Yes. Yo-Yo Ma didn't actually perform four years ago in the bitter freaking cold because his um, cello would not actually be able to uh, be heard. Well, the reason I'm uh, interested in it, Jackie, is because they have a lot of people that are now participating in Beyonce bashing and um being you know a performer like yourself since you are a singer um, <laughs> um i thought that maybe you could give us some insight into this um well i do know that i was in the freaking cold i'm just going to say freaking because it was like 7 degrees yesterday and i was at chicago's union station with no shelter and i couldn't talk Oh, my God. Because uh, the wind was blowing. <laughs> when the wind's blowing and you're like, <gasps> so anyway, because it's that kind of cold and you're, 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 I was shivering and, sh- you know, my jaw was chattering and um, um, so, yeah. So that was, yeah. So anyway, I, you know, of course you're going to lip sync that because if it's too cold and if you're trying to sing in the cold um, and your vocal cords are not warmed up, you can actually hurt them. And also, um, if you're like, there's really deep breathing that needs to happen um, when you're singing. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the one of the reasons why Beyonce is such a good singer, she's got great air control, breath control. So um, yeah, so you have to breathe deeply, and you can't in the cold. So you actually, if you're not taking in the right amount of breath in, you don't have the right amount of breath out. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole it's a whole process. It's like it's like trying to run in the cold. I mean, you're using as much breath as a runner. 
Yeah, I mean, here here is the interesting thing. These people that are singing the national anthem, I think that there is a curse on our national anthem. Why is that? Christina Aguilera forgot the words. <laughs> and since then, she's become the fat girl of the voice. Oh, poor um, baby. She, that's not, that's not, you know, you know. Well, the, well, the only reason I call her the fat girl of the voice is because she said that when Britney Spears was performing for the VMAs when she was kind of drunk and, you know, kind of <laughs> out of sorts a little, um, that she was fat. She couldn't believe that Britney got fat. And that, then, of course, you know, Christina got pregnant, had a baby, and now she's um, uh, she quite fat. Yeah, um, big herself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call her the fat girl of the, of well, the voice. That's so relative. Are you kidding me? Okay, if you were sitting next to a woman size 12, just, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a diner, she's sitting across from you, or in another booth, you would never go, oh, my God, she's fat, right? Mm-hmm. You would never see her as fat. She's an average woman. She's, you know, th- that's a non-issue. But yet someone who is in is in the, um, the public spotlight, the public yeah. spotlight thank you, because, you know, I'm missing words today, every fourth one. Um, somebody who's in the public spotlight, if they're above a size zero, people call them fat. It's really ridiculous. And, size, and you're right, size 12 is not fat. And and there, so there's this unrealistic, super unrealistic mm-hmm. expectation. And, and, and here's the crazy thing is that some men are getting really hung up on this, and so they're not actually able to appreciate their partner or their spouse or, or a girlfriend for a real size that is healthy. Mm-hmm. Because size zero, size two, size one, unless you're like five feet two, is really not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really because you, yeah, you know. Oh, well, oh, here is oh. the interesting thing: when Britney did her performance on the VMAs, she uh-huh. was a size six, and people called her fat. Yeah, they called her fat me for like five weeks and said she was drunk and. You know, struggles across the stage and all this other stuff. So, so it, it this is so this is so ridiculous. I know, isn't it? But it, I really, I really, really think that the national anthem at this point has a curse on it. Um, well, it's a tough song. Have you tried to sing it? No. It's a tough song. It's it, you're going through many registers in that song. You're 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 hitting at least at least two different octaves, which most people cannot do, and we know that Roseanne can't. I think she put on the curse. I could be. You know, when they said that she sang horribly, she just cursed everybody afterwards. Maybe, Um, but see, I don't think um, I don't think Beyonce using a recording is a curse. Um, I think well, the thing here is is that there's. uh, so much chatter about it right now, and I've seen like very derogatory terms sent at her. Um, uh, you know, since this happened yesterday, uh, you know, some words that people probably shouldn't be using. You know, um, uh, for somebody that just lip synced a song. I mean, how bad is it really? Well, it uh, yes, people critiqued Yoyama for um, um, actually basically cello syncing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it would be bow sinking. Um, now that must take some talent, talent to to bow sink. Yeah, bow flex. Um, so I'm gonna do that tomorrow when I'm doing my exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so so but now he said well you know he would damage his instrument and so it's the same um for um Beyonce is that she could literally damage her vocal cords mm-hmm. so that's so that's a little ridiculous and and now w- was this planned that way was this from from what Beyonce's camp is stating is that she was originally going to sing it live um, when she got out into the air, it was really, really windy. She thought if it wasn't windy, she would be able to get through it because it's only, you know, a three-minute song and she's not doing a whole concert. Right, and it's but wind. Have you ever, have you ever tried to sing in the wind? And the wind was blowing straight at the stage, so um, she didn't, uh, you know. And of course, you know, during her performance, her, you know, she's she's got the windblown look. But uh, uh, it was at the very last moment that she made the particular choice to use a voice track. Uh, uh, um, and they said that she did sing the song. She just sang it with the mic off. You know, because there were people around her. So she was singing. She just sang with the mic off. But, of course, you know, I guess that if you were breathing in that cold of air, you know, at the at the range of her voice and her performance skills, mm-hmm. um, her voice could have cracked up, which would have been, you know, more disastrous, okay. I think. So let's go back to that, that statement before about people um, – being ridiculous about weight, women's weight. Oh, God, you're going back to the weight again. I am. I'm sorry. I have to. But one of the things that my sister said to me, um, one of my sisters, she was she was really getting, she's really hardened herself about her weight. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then she was trying to, of course, match the picture she saw in the magazine kind of thing. And that, granted, this is when she was in her 20s. And um, she realized, oh, that's their job to be skinny. It really is a big part of their job to be a certain size. Mm-hmm. So when she realized that, she's like, "Oh, I can, I can. Uh, my job is to actually design websites. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just going to be me and be the healthy version of me." So that's that was. I think that was a really healthy choice on her part. So yeah, I mean, yes, their job is to be skinny, good looking, the whole thing to to keep all that up. Um, I think we we all the rest of us need to to take a chill pill yeah, on that for ourselves and, and be, be a little more kinder and gentler to ourselves Yeah, than this insanity. So anyway, people are so funny. And you know what? Here's, here's the only thing that I heard about the inauguration. What? Michelle Obama's bangs. I don't know about those either, girl. But, but that's your takeaway? She didn't go to Tabitha Coffee to get her hair cut. Uh, that your takeaway is 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 not the president's speech, which, from what we talked about earlier, was the most progressive speech any president has ever given in his inauguration. Um, yeah, that's my takeaway. Because right. I don't believe politicians too much anymore, Jackie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, uh, Beyonce was okay, a big deal. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't believe you know they can sit up there and talk all that. When I see the action, I'll give him the props. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. So now you went to Chicago this weekend. Mm-hmm. I did, and you were at um, a gift, uh, uh, gift show. festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me. Talk to you. Um, so I went to the gift show, and it's um, for two reasons. One of them is is that I wanted to look at um, stuff for the store. Mm-hmm. I have the Candlewick shop, which has lots of really fun stuff in it, and. I wanted to make some new plans there. But the main reason I wanted to go was to look at 
the gift market as a whole rather than through the eyes of, of a spiritual product. Yeah. And so I wanted to get a different take, see if I wanted to invest in the Chicago show. And um, it was it was a lot of fun to go and look at all the products. It was pretty inspiring. Uh-huh. It brought some clarity to me of like, okay, I need to up my game a little bit on, on products and presentation for mainstream stores. And um, it was kind of exciting. And um, I uh, am not afraid to buy for the store anymore, let me tell you. I was like whipping up orders left and right. <laughs> oh my God, that's so hilarious. much stuff, and and I just like dated them for different um, parts of the year. It was great. I was had so much fun. I can't wait to see what I bought. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait to see what you don't have it with you. Well, no, you you know I had um, I ordered this one line of French soap, and and um, that's coming in in April, and then I ordered. Two to cup, three different lines of jewelry, and one's coming in March, one's coming in in April, one's coming in in June. So yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, just staggering it. And so there's something new coming in every couple of weeks. And um, oh yeah, spend the money, spend the money. I don't have it's a wonderful thing. But here's my big aha moment. No, I'm not buying it all at once. It's not like I have to come up with several thousand dollars in this moment. Mm-hmm. But. What I am doing is staging the, the purchases. Here's um, for a store, you have to buy new product or you're out of business. You are in the business of selling product, right? Yeah. So if you don't buy new product, if you don't keep your store enticing, if you don't do these things, then you are no longer in business. It's simple math. So um, and whenever we bring in new products in the store, people get excited and they shop more and, and it's, again, psychology. Um, and they buy old stuff and look at it like it's new stuff. It's crazy. But the the thing is, Storm, is that um, it really was an interesting healing around money. You make your plan. This is how much you're going to spend when it comes time. And um, and you generate and you do what you need to do to generate that funds. You bring everybody, all the, all the staff, into this whole purchase that you're making. Um, and they're excited about it, too. It, it was just this really interesting healing about not being afraid of it, not being afraid of spending that money in the right way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll piddle away our money left and right, um, but but then, you know, but but then like really looking at that big investment, we get terrified of it, and then we back off. What if we make the wrong decision? Well, we're making wrong decisions all day long in the fact that we're going to go get another mochaccino from Starbucks. Yeah. Or I'm going to buy out lunch every day, or whatever it is we're going to do. So, what what difference is it from that? But it was a great time in Chicago. I went with Patty and Heatherly, two of my favorite people, and it was. And I took a bus there and back. Ugh, that you, sounds horrifying. I took a bus. <laughs> well, how was the bus ride? The bus ride there was interesting. The bus got there, and we were about to get on the bus, put our luggage in, and the driver goes. Oh hell! Because he looked over and he saw that there was a flat tire. Uh-huh. So he goes, "I gotta go get another bus." So he takes that bus away, and about thirty-five minutes later, another bus pulls up. And so the the ride there was pretty non-eventful, except for the fact that I picked the wrong seat and I couldn't move my feet. Uh-huh. I hate that, but it's all right. And uh, I'm, um, but it was the ride home. It was a little bit from hell because 
We got we're supposed to go on the four forty five bus yesterday and uh-huh. get home around eleven thirty. We got to where we pick up the bus in Chicago, which is by Union Station, and there's no um, shelter at all. Yeah. So you're out in the wind and the cold, and, the, and it was what seven degrees yesterday in Chicago, and um, and and thank goodness they got a warming bus for us to sit on. The bus was an hour late. An hour. Oh my God. Late. So, so the bus we didn't actually get. This was more than an hour late because we didn't get on the bus till six. And then um, as we got through um, Indiana, um, it started, the lake effect snow started. Mm-hmm. And that followed us all the way through to mid-Michigan. So we were doing 25 miles an hour through western Michigan. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh, and it took us nine and a half hours from when we got, when we got to the station at 420 to when I got home. So when we got to um, the final, well, we didn't even get to our final bus stop. Patty called her husband to pick us up on one, one bus stop closer so we'd get the hell off the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from that point, it was nine and a half hours. Oh, my God. And then it was another half hour for me to get home. <laughs> so what time did you finally get to bed? I finally got home at 2.30 in the morning. So By that's the way, don't take any more buses anymore. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm a little slap happy today. Because I've had four hours sleep and three meetings. <laughs> and at least I was only having mild panic attacks. Yeah, I did I did pretty good. I, I think why well, I texted you and you were like, Oh my god You're not texting back <laughs> But it was kinda of scary because as we're as we're going through um western Michigan and there's like Crazy snowstorm. She's doing 25 miles an hour. Oh, by the way, I think this is our bus driver's first solo run. <laughs> by the way, let me stop you first because I have my little text machine open, Jackie. Uh huh. And it's, you text me. Apparently, we are on a bus in a snowstorm, and and then you said the bus has slowed down quite a bit, and then I said several hours later, how is it going? Then oh my God, no response, and then I was napping. I was trying to nap on and off. I was trying to read and nap. And you know what you cannot do on a bus that you can do on a plane? Read. Yeah, but, you know, when you're going through this snowstorm and you don't respond to somebody, they're like, I was just like, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell can be going on? I was, like, getting out crystal balls and, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, ran 14 I- horary charts, and they all said the same, that you were dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sleeping. Um no, I was I was like taking ten minute cat naps during the whole process. It was crazy, but I did a lot of prayers. I was I on the side of the road. You would see cars spun out and flipped over in the ditch. Oh my god! Yeah, and so it was a little harrowing. I felt like it was like we're running through the apocalypse. All we got left is this double decker mega bus and the two hundred people on it. And we're trying to get away from the zombies in a snowstorm. <laughs> so, but I did a lot of magic. Good. While I was on that bus, that's for damn sure. I did a lot of, uh, I did some Reiki, I did prayers, I did, um, I did protection sigils, sent good energy to the bus driver. Because, like I said, we really all felt that this was her first solo run. Yeah. She didn't know how to do a few things. 
Oh, the like, poor girl. Like adjust the heat on the second level so it was under 90 degrees up there. So like you all were sweating and losing weight at the same time? Yeah. I fell asleep when I woke up. The hair on the back of my neck was sweaty and stuck to my neck, and I'm like, it's seven degrees outside and I'm sweating. This is crazy. <laughs> I suppose it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. You could have been on the first level. <laughs> the first level, the heat wasn't working. <laughs> I mean, we really should have taken numbers and just like, okay, switch. <laughs> so, is this you're never going to take another bus during the winter again? Um, I never say never because you know the minute you say never, guess what happens? You get forced into it. Well, my conversation this weekend with my BFF was rather interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, those of you that do not know, my BFF is Jackie's husband. We were just, you know, kind of chatting on Facebook, and we were talking, and, uh, and uh, you know, it just came up. We thought you weren't going to take any trips for six months. <laughs> well, is this, I didn't consider this a trip, ironically. I considered this, I mean, I'm just going to Chicago. It's a couple hours away. I was just, I was going to a trade show. Now, to me, a trip is like, I have to dress up. I have to make sure, you know, I have something where I'm doing presentations. I have to be on, you know, I have to be Jackie. I was just wearing jeans and sweatshirts um, for the show. Or sweaters, I should say, not sweatshirts, because, you know, I don't wear those. Yeah. But I was just jeans and sweaters, and I wasn't dressing up. And I, if I put on makeup, it was just a little bit. So to me, this wasn't a trip. I mean, this was working. So do you know what we came up with? What? You saying that you're not going to take any trips for six months did not mean consecutive. <laughs> Awesome. I'm going to have to look at that thread. Because <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, yeah, she even said on the show she wasn't going to take any shit, uh, uh, trips for um, six months and, you know, that she was going to focus on herself and focus on being at home and, you know, kind of chilling in her groove again. I don't know if I said it just like that, but, you know, for the radio, that's how I said it. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, you know, then we came up with a conclusion. <laughs> consecutive. Yeah, yeah. We, she, you know, she never said six consecutive <laughs> <laughs> Which could mean just about anything, you guys. So if Jackie is flying off somewhere next month, we all, you know, what to say. Obviously, this is one of the six months. Well, you know, I don't have to prep for a buying trip to Chicago. I just go. Well, it's kind of interesting. We have to take a break anyways. Really? Um, already? Already. Uh, Jackie and I will be back in a flash. I won't take a trip while you're gone. <laughs> yeah, Jackie won't take a trip while she while she's gone, unless she gets a little crazy, and she may be the one taking a trip by a force of the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you're listening to Keep It Magic. Jackie and I will be back in a flash, and we'll be talking about how to use magic in your everyday life. Don't touch that dial.
everybody. It is 429 in the afternoon. I'm Storm Sestavani, and you're listening to the hottest metaphysical radio show on the Internet. And I say that, Jackie, because I got myself some new web tools. Really? What's do? What's do? I got myself some new web tools, girl, and I was able to look at how many times that our show was shared by people. Really? Because, you know, we only see it if they share it off of our page. Right. We don't see it when they share it off of other people's page. Wow. So I, you know, all of those people that share our show on um, uh, selected uh, social networks, uh, you know, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or, um, you know, I put up our show links on even Pinterest. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, if. Uh, uh, you all are doing that. Um, Jackie and I both sincerely thank you for spreading the word about our little homegrown show. And it is because of you. Now, what I'm going to do here, Jackie, while we're on the air, is I am going to go over to our little counts. Our little what? Counts. Oh, okay. Our listen counts. Uh-huh. And I would like to say, as of this moment, we have 254,550 downloads of our show. So I want to thank all of you um, for helping wow. Jackie and I um, do this. We started the show out this, well, two, almost two years ago now. Um, and we decided that we were going to do something that was going to be very organic and very homegrown and um, really focus on helping people more so than anything else. And I guess you all like us because you're listening. So <laughs> I'm truly, I'm, I'm truly honored. Wow, two hundred fifty thousand downloads this year. No, since uh, the show began. Wow. There's still over a quarter of a million. <laughs> oh. When you look, when you say it that way, Jackie, it becomes a little. You know? <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean. It. I was like, wait, because if it was from the beginning of this year, I'd be like, what? what? So yeah. wow, that's that is. So we thank you all for, for listening. We thank you all for sharing the show. Um, keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, because you all listen, Jackie and I may have a big, huge surprise for you guys. We're not going to talk about it yet. It'll be worked on this summer for the first part of Season 3. So. Because I don't know what it is yet either. <laughs> I- I'll message it to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, and he literally is. Can you yeah. hear his keyboard going? Yeah, you can hear my keyboard going. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, so it's all good. Um, so we, I'm, I'm really honored, and and um, I just have to behave myself, or maybe that's why you listen because I don't behave yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got, I, I don't know if I talked about this last last week or not, but you know, it, uh, it, it is an example of everyday magic. Um, uh, a, a client that I had. Um, had contacted me that listens to the radio show, Jackie, and uh, uh, after we got done with the reading, he said, I want to thank uh, Jackie and you for doing the show. And I said, oh, you know, we're very appreciative. And he says, the two of you are amazing. You have wonderful chemistry. I said, you know, we're really not worthy of this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, thank you, and, uh, you know, we appreciate it. And, you know, then he said that he listened to every single episode, and that episode 13, that's what Jackie and I call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> episode 13, which is basically where I talked about uh, sexual abuse um, and being a victim of uh, uh, ritualistic sexual abuse, um, helped him to be able to open up to his wife, Jackie, and admit to his own um, sexual abuse, and he told me I could talk about it on the air, so it's not anything big. But he also wow. said, he said not only he said did that affect him, 
he said, but the particular compassion and love that you gave during that particular Aww. show, which, you know, I even told him on the phone, I said, it was so bad. I was sweating through the entire show. Even the bottom of my feet were sweating. Aww. Um, but he said, you know, the compassion and the love that you gave during that show helped him to realize that nobody, you know, because it's a difficult thing for guys to open up about. Right, because you feel that it, it really um, changes who you are. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, and, you know, when I look at it, even if only that one person, Jackie, we affected and influenced their life, it's all been worth it. Yeah. I I feel that, um, personally, that that it's the, um, those little moments of paying it forward, those little moments of changing the world is what, is what it's all about, because um, that's why I just, I love what we do, because it's so close to home for me. This is my magic. This is how I bring magic into my world is by sharing it with you and by going, you know what? We all we all put on our our underwear one leg at a time if we wear it. Mm-hmm. But um or although some people do both legs and whip it up or whatever, but it's just it's real. It's it's life is life. And and you don't have to be perfect to be um to be magical, to be spiritual, to change your life for the better. You actually it's it's hard to change your life if you're perfect. Because mm-hmm. why bother? Because you're perfect, and you can, and you're not going to do any of this perfectly the first time around. So that's um, I, so I love this. I love what we do. It, it get it literally it literally got me up this morning and stopped me from going home early. <laughs> yeah, that's only because I would have killed you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, but we, um, I I love doing this. I love. Just being able to talk openly and honestly about all of this, I love mm-hmm. being able to change the world one person at a time, one fear at a time. You know, the interesting thing for me, Jackie, is that, you know, for four years of not being able to talk about it and, uh, you know, very worried that being in this particular type of profession with already the particular stigmas on it, that, you know, if there was anything freaky-deaky going on about me or anything of that particular nature, mm-hmm. that it would sully up the brand. And basically, you know, the crazy, and, and here is the crazy thing, is that being open and forthright and honest about it has only done things to improve my brand. Right. Um, that's, that's true. You know, so, uh, uh, and, you know. You know, you, you just to flip this around one, one more time, is mm-hmm. that now from what you've been talking about has given me courage to talk about my own personal struggles mm-hmm. and and to say I'm not, I'm not perfect and, and I know that, um, me doing that and me laughing about that and me being okay with that in the world has um, has helped me as a professional, has helped me as as a teacher, as a boss, and, and the whole thing. So people are, can get a, closer to me because I was so afraid to, mm-hmm. that since you know I would be disappointing to others, not disappointed, I would be disappointing. I know that's that's something that you and I had talked about mm-hmm. quite a bit. And we've talked about it on the air, so. So this is this has been a blessing for both of us. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has. Um, and basically, I think that it is you know those sort those sorts of things, Jackie, that really, even though that it is not getting out the candle or getting out the herbs or um, uh, you know nailing a tongue to a board. <laughs> <laughs> You know, which, here's the thing, Jackie, if you think about it, we talked about that on our other show, 
right. four years ago, okay, and this is how far magic has changed. When we talked about it, people were freaking out, going, oh, my God, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it doesn't even phase anybody. Um, yeah, uh, still a little blood, it's all good. Yeah, you right. know, just a little tongue, you know. You can get a kosher one or an organic tongue if you need <laughs> <laughs> Grass-fed tongue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you can get a grass-fed tongue. Grass-fed, um, yeah. Free-range tongue. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 perfectly fine. And, and we're speaking of cow's tongue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, cow's tongues. Yeah. Not um, and uh, uh, but you know, it is these simple things that we do in regards to influencing people that um, mm-hmm. I think is actually the greatest form of magic. When I can call you when I am having a particular crisis, Jackie, and you bring it down to me in a simplistic way, which causes a little chemical shift in my head, um, uh, you know, that is a very simple, naturalistic form of magic. And I think that people look at things that way. I do. Hopefully, hopefully as as we talk about things and we say, um, no, there's lovely rituals out there. There's lovely, intense, um, gosh, it's really powerful. And sometimes I feel like maybe I miss out on something by by not being drawn to that. But I'm not. I'm not drawn to that. I'm not comfortable in that place. Where I'm comfortable is in the place where I live uh-huh. my magic every day. And the way I do that is not by waking up in the morning and putting on my robe and, and I'll hail and farewell and do the lesser banishing pentagram and all that other stuff. You don't? I no. Uh, okay. No, you know, um well we have we have a similar um beginning of the day magic. We mm-hmm. have actually the same thing that we do every day to start our day magically. Mm-hmm. We make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All magic starts with a Keurig, honey. I mean, that's all I, I, I oh, said. You, you know, I manifested the Keurig. Um. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's it's true. So did I. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing is is when. Oh my God! You want to hear something crazy? What? I got a text from Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> this is magic, people. I got a text from Keurig saying that I get they're giving me a twenty percent discount coupon. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> Live on the air on the show, we mentioned that it happens. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's crazy. Anyway, um. I don't even know what that what to say about that. We're good. <laughs> so remember that Immediately time go we to CoventryCreations.com and get you some candles now. I start my day by checking out my bank balance and look at how many millions I have. Wait, where's my text? <laughs> oh, damn. My text didn't come through saying, we just deposited a million dollars in your account. Well, you have to work from the small. <laughs> you see, you have to look at these little miracles, Jackie, when they come your way, because then you can notice the big ones. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. But no, it's it's um, the way the way I work my magic, and and it's so funny. People have looked at me going, "Well, you have all those candles you can light every day," and I got to be honest with you, I make it a little bit cheap. I don't light the candles that I make. I do light the candles that I make, but I don't just go through them because mm-hmm. I sell them. Um, I absolutely use them, but I I don't I don't abuse them, shall we say? Um, but I do 
all kinds of other things. I talk about this all the time is that the first piece of your magic is your relationship with the divine. So when I'm able, when I'm in the bus, <laughs> watching cars spin out around me. <laughs> I know. And I can do my protection symbols and I can say my prayers and I can um, talk to my um, divine allies. I can feel them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Jason Miller, when I was on a panel with him. Love him. I know, a couple weeks Holla. ago. Oh, what, a month ago now when I was on the panel with him, he said something about, um, when you're only doing emergency magic, when you're only doing magic in a stressful moment to abate the situation, all you will get is an abatement of the situation. You will get the quick fix. Mm-hmm. You will get the thing that gets you out of crisis. You don't get the resolution. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that if you're only doing your magic when you're in crisis, all you get is is um, an abatement of the, the crisis. It's like always... You know, just you're always popping Advil because you have a headache, but you never deal with the fact that you got a tumor in your head. Mm-hmm. I erase that and negate that for anyone and everyone. So, because um, that's another piece of magic right there. Your words are important. What you say in your daily life, um, checking yourself, checking your words, um, stopping yourself from gossiping or or being negative about people. All of those things are a big part of your magic, mm-hmm. as well as than saying, here's what I want and how do I go get it. I was standing at, and I talked about this in the radio show right after Christmas, the first one we did of, in the new year, was was manifesting a camera for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got another text. Maybe that's the million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for that. <laughs> looking at the text machine uh, like crazy. The, no, no, uh, it just it makes it's making a noise. So I got to turn that down. Well, I, I think that you're absolutely absolutely right. You know, in my um, I've really been doing you know a lot of magic for about five years now, and um, you know everybody when they first get involved with uh, with uh, magic in any way, you know I think that they look at things from that level of the quick fix. Um, and then it eventually kind of evolved. And basically, what I'm noticing, um, you know, especially um, the, you know, after going through a, a major uh, crisis a year and a half ago, Jackie, is that it's um, more well, almost two years ago. Um, it, it's more of a particular what I do every single day. You know, the particular actions that I make, the decisions that I make, the choices that I make that seem to form more my physical reality more so than anything else. Well, right. You are one, I agree with you 100% because um, what you build on, when you become responsible for your own decisions that you make, mm-hmm. not only the decisions that you make, but your responses. Um, your emotional responses to things uh, and own them and say, I'm responding poorly right now, and you own it, what happens is is that takes some of the power out of the negative aspect, Uh and then um, um, you can say, how did I get from A to Z? How did I get to this point? So um, the other thing I love to do is using the tools to hold the energy for me Mm-hmm. while I beat up against all my emotional blocks and spiritual blocks and crises around it. Mm-hmm. that Those candles, those products, those stones, amulets, symbols, 
will hold that space where I need it. Because you're going to fill it with that intent and energy you have in the moment of where you want to go. And mm-hmm. so it's going to hold that space for you while you work through the those crisis moments. Do you have a you have a question for me, right? We have a question coming in? Uh, well, I was going to ask it down the road. But um, uh, the... What what I you see one of the things that I think that, that with people of course the particular form of magic um, that you teach Jackie um, which we branded transformational magic mm-hmm. um, is really alchemical in a lot of ways because you may start with X and then basically and and this is the thing that I think that people don't realize. Um, and the reason I think that your magic is particularly alchemical is that you have to take all of the ingredients, you have to throw it into an oven or a stove and cook it for X amount of time. And that X amount of time is called the process. And I think that basically, and this is probably because of Hollywood or Nick at Night at this day and age, but, you know, twitch your nose like Samantha, and, you know, basically what you want to have happen is going to happen and or manifest for you. And I think that what people don't realize is the process. For example, let let me just show you an example. Um, Jackie, you're uh, a divorced woman. I am. Yeah, a divorced oh, woman. Oh, hussy. Um, uh, now, when your first marriage ended, how did, long did it actually take for you to get over that marriage? Oh, sometimes I think I'm still getting over it. but um, You know, the deep stinging, obsessive thoughts, you know, that type of stuff. I would have to say um, I let myself go through the process of that for a good three to six months, uh, but really about three months. And 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 I forced myself. I said, I'm going to sit in this funky space and go through and write and think about and process all of these things. I'm not going to deny it. Mm-hmm. There were many weekends I sat all by myself in my new apartment <laughs> and and just went through and cried and moaned and but I didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pissed. That helps too, though. And you see, it is one of the questions that we get we get the most. Um, Jackie, of course, is, you know, well, after money. Everybody wants to manifest the money, which we'll get to manifesting in a little bit here, Laura. Don't worry. Um, uh, but is, is relationship type of problems, Jackie? And I think that they, um, uh, for some reason, we all want to avoid that particular process. Um, yeah. Well, well, well. I have too many thoughts. And how long were you married to the first one? Um, Around eight years, a little over eight years. Okay, and it took you six months for this thing to go away. Yeah. Okay, and and that's that's probably normal. Yeah. About, yeah, for good, a good, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for for a woman or a gay man, that's probably normal. A straight man, about twenty five minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're often running and looking at porn sites. And <laughs> right. apparently, my ex didn't get over me because he created, you know, effigies in my name. So. Oh my god! Yeah, that weird. Yeah. Really weird. Um. Well, that's what happens when you marry a witch. Thank God you're married to a um, a muggle now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God you're married to a muggle now. Um. But you see. The, 
even the healing time in regards to ending a major relationship, eight years is a major relationship, even if you hate the son of a bitch after you're done. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but it is a major, major relationship, and it's going to take time to heal those particular wounds, and we have to go through that particular alchemical process mm-hmm. um, in order to move from point A to point B. And what people don't realize, Jackie, here's the thing. I'm going to give you the big thing that's going to get, do that. <gasps> It is through whenever you do an alchemical process, it is where you're transforming base metal, trash, Uh base metal into gold. True. You know, so at the end of the cooking process or the process, basically what comes out is the refined gold. Well, um, I love I love talking about that as an as an alchemical process, and I'm and you brought that to my attention, and. And I, I really love that because what you're doing is there has to be a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual shift um, in in you to change how the universe interacts with you. Yeah. Now, I talk about this all the time. As you set up your agreement with the universe of how it's going to treat you, mm-hmm. you do it. That's what you do. And it may start in childhood. It may start before you were born. And it may have been, um, you know, and I have people challenging me all the time saying, I'm even responsible for the things I have in childhood. I can't even read your book. And I said, well, the thing, the way you're responsible for it is out of the decisions you make today. Uh-huh. You can't change what happened to you in your childhood, but you can change how, what it means to you. You can let it feed you or you can let it destroy you. So you, the alchemical process is when... Um, you go through that whole thing and you say, oh, I am um, i don't have to be that way anymore. I can be something different. Mm-hmm. And that's magic. Magic is healing. I don't know if people realize how healing magic is. When you are, no matter what your spell is, there's something in you that you're trying to, to unbreak. There's some, something that you're trying to heal. Mm-hmm. There's something that's not, there's a short circuit. It's not connecting. So you, you're trying to connect those circuits to change the flow of energy, of divine energy through you so that, and this is something that you taught me, is that the purpose of magic in all of its form is to heal the seed. The, the divine gives you a seed when you're born, and that, that seed is perfect. Yeah. But the things that, the filters that go over that seed, which are, family issues, family legacies, your own responses, your astrological chart, all of those things um, can filter you experiencing the perfection of that seed. So to me, magic is the process, and it's one step at a time. Um, We value what we have to work for. It is inherent to us. And we also value, um, how, how do I want to phrase this, what we work for, but we value our contribution is more of it that that what we do and who we are is important to other people. Yeah. That if we don't feel we have a contribution, there's no remedy for that. And and there's this um I'll, I, there's this great video that study that somebody did about how um if you take people in production, they're just turning out X amount of parts. In a day. And you say, if you can turn out 10% more parts, I'll give you 10% more money. 
They can do that up to a point until the the time space continuum. They can only do so much. It's only physically possible to do so much. Mm-hmm. Their productivity is topped out, but you can kind of incentivize some of that productivity. But you have people who are intellectual in their job. They think in their job. You try incentivize that with money. You cannot get them to be more productive. But what gets them to be more productive is contribution. If they feel that they contribute, that they're part of the bigger picture, if they're valued, then you can get more production out of them without any more money. Yeah. So money does not make people more productive. And and so as I was thinking about this, I was reading this report. It's a great video on that. So I was looking at all that. I was thinking about that as it as it relates to magic. This is how magic is in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. As it relates to magic is that money magic. We, everybody wants money magic. Everybody talks about how to manifest something. And the minute you want to manifest something tangible, we're talking about money magic. Whether it's a camera, a car, a new job, a new sofa, um, less bills, it's all that that's that money magic. So if you take that whole process, take that whole thing and say, well, if I don't value it, if I don't feel that I have contributed in a positive way through my thoughts, through my actions, through my vision to my life, I don't value it. Isn't that the truth? And yeah. the same goes with magic. So if you watch how magic works in your life, is that it says it helps you connect with the things that you value, the things that are important to you, and then gives you opportunities to expand upon them. That's how magic works. That's how healing works. And that's how you become magical in your everyday life. The um, th- This goes perfectly into the question that was asked uh, by Laura English. Um, when you do manifesting magic, what kind of triggers do you use for the different types, if you don't mind my asking? No, we don't mind you asking. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of triggers do I use for the different types? Mm, I don't. I don't use different. I, I'm not sure what you mean by different triggers, so I'm just going to kind of assume that do I use candles, do I use stones, do I use ritual, do I, you know, what do I do with that? I don't. I tune in to the energy that's already around me concerning this, and I work on flipping the script. So how, what do I mean by that, you ask? Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by that is... Um, I'll give you an exact example. So I am, um, of course, I'm, I'm always working on my, my healthy me magical process. People call it the weight loss process. I'm calling it healthy me. And so I'm getting to this point where I really am hitting a lot of blocks right now today. And so I'm today I sat down and I thought about this and I'm saying, why am I hitting these blocks? What's going on? Um, what's going on internally with me? What do I need to do? And and so how can I flip the script from being from sabotaging myself to empowering mm-hmm. myself? It's literally the question I ask, and I and I asked it. Um, I ask it about money. I ask it about everything. And so then I listen. Then I listen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's to myself because I'm usually talking. <laughs> And sometimes words are coming out of my mouth that I did not intend. 
And this morning I was having a, a staff meeting over at Candlewick Shop, and we're doing the Resolution Revolution event on Thursday at the Candlewick Shop. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it will not be online, but I'll post information about the kits we're making. And my staff made them. My staff made the kits. I said, "All right, you guys, let's. I would love. I would love to see what you come up with." And I have to say, they blew me away. So as I'm looking at this, this uh, we're having a meeting about this to make sure we have everything rolling. So my staff came up with a weight loss kit for, for the Resolution Revolution. Uh-huh. Inner Beauty Affirmation Candle, Needed Change Blessed Herbal Candle, and the Chariot Tarot Magic Candle. Interesting. So the Chariot is really about letting that, that positive energy just pull you through pull you through the rough spots. It's going to hold the space for you. It's going to help rev up your metabolism. It's going to help um, help you just stay on track because it's going to, cause the chariot energy in the tarot is that you let go of the reins uh-huh. and you let the divine guide you. So I'm going to let go of the reins. So the other thing I was thinking about this morning as I'm talking about, about this whole thing about revel, res, resolutions, um, is that it, they don't work, and we were talking about that with you, and I I did the show on it two weeks ago. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm totally sabotaging myself, and I'm not using my tools. I'm not using the tools that I already have that are around me, like um, like getting up in the morning and lighting my candles, or getting up in the morning and using oils to anoint myself, like juniper. Uh-huh. I have juniper oil, essential oil at home, I could literally just be anointing myself with that every morning, and that helps you stay on track and stay in goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be playing certain music in the morning or reading an inspirational pa- passage. Or, so I'm hearing it. I'm The point I was trying to make was that you say, what do I need? And I was literally saying that while I was on the bus because I had lots of time to meditate on that bus. And, um, and I was thinking about this whole thing, and I said, okay, guys, since we're having a conversation about my safety... Uh-huh. Talk to me about my health, and and I just let it all go. And, and that's the other thing: I surrender it. I surrender it. I surrender it. I surrender it. And then this morning, this whole thing came out of my mouth. And I went, oh, "I'm not doing my work on this." It's magic is also a spiritual practice, and you have to do your spiritual practice to to understand the shifts that you're making. I could have totally have gone off the deep end with this whole weight loss thing and not paid any attention, but I'm paying attention. I'm seeing that my energy isn't right. Yeah. So as far as, is there anything specifically used as a trigger for that? I ask for guidance and they lead me to the right thing. And it and it may be such a plethora of things. And you know what it was last week? It was a certain book. Actually, last month. It was a certain book. And that had nothing to do with magic. I, th- I think that's... Even though that I don't have the problem with with manifesting, um, uh, you know, clearly I have the phone go off. <laughs> um, I, you know, manifesting magic is not my is not my thing. But I know that um, when I know that something is triggering, and I'm going to use trigger in the technical sense of the word, mm-hmm. um, is triggering me, okay? And I oftentimes you can't get to the core of what it is. And I remember a long time ago, Jackie, that you told me um, that when you're going through those particular feelings or obsessive thoughts or you're um, thinking, you know, doing the thinking, thinking thing, 
mm-hmm. start burning on crossing candles over and over and over and over and over until the, the, it breaks through. Right. Um, and that's what I tend to do. Um, you know, if I notice myself in that particular state, I immediately get out an uncrossing candle um, uh, and a fiery wall of protection candle because I buy them in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and immediately start um, uh, doing that. I do the uncrossing to get to the root core of my particular problem. And this will even work in regards to finding out the blockages in regards to um, uh, manifesting. Um, I do the uncrossing to get to the root of the problem, and I do the fiery wall of protection to prevent me or block me from acting in a self-defeating way. I love that. I love that. So state that again real quick. You do... Uncrossing. Uncrossing. To get me out of the stinking thinking, to get me out of the obsessive thoughts, to get me out of my um, uh, 1% desire to receive for myself alone state. Okay. Um, and I burn fiery wall of protection to prevent me from falling into self-defeating behaviors. I did, the reason why I wanted you to say that again is because I wanted you to say that again. So if people weren't paying attention, they heard it. Those two are brilliant. That's brilliant use. You know, so, and, and that will pretty much work for anything that you're having a difficulty with. And once you get to the root of it, then you can begin looking at other things in regards to uh, uh, to working magically. And, uh, uh, you know, I do some wild stuff. I do some stuff with votives. I do stuff with baby, baby food jars, you know, um, all kinds of uh, things that uh, to help break, you know, usually negative patterns and negative behaviors. But that will that will help you in regards to starting to clear that up. We have to take a break. Um, Jackie and I will be back in a flash. I will talk about more how to use magic in your everyday life, and Jackie and I will give you some tips and tricks and all kinds of other things. So don't touch that dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic.
Welcome, welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani, and it is currently seven minutes after five here on the East Coast, which means it's two of seven on the West Coast. And you know what I always say, every hour in between. So, um, Jackie and I are now going to discuss practical tips and things that you can do in your life uh, to start bringing in some magic. And, uh, Jackie, I think that this is a starting point that a lot of people, but uh, let me go back first. I have a testimonial. Please. Um, you know that I have a candle line with Coventry that I created with you called uh, Storm Sestavani's Tarot Magic. And uh, last week, um, our friend Veronica V came to me and said uh, that, you know, she wanted some help and assistance. Was there anything that I could help her do to get a job? You know, she's just relocated to the East Coast. And, um, you know, she's looking for work and things of that nature. And I said, well, you know what? Let me light up a get-hired candle for you. And I said, no, this is what I'm going to do. And I gave her a string of candles that I was going to do in regards to uh, helping her get this job. Guess what, girl? Not only do th- are they interested in her, but they're now interested in her for a management position. Nice. So, you know, if you all are looking for a job out there, my Get Hired Candle is available at CoventryCreations.com, and it definitely works. Another candle which, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, why do you have this particular candle? My um, Energy Boost Candle, um, which, you know, some people have to shut off because they get too much energy. I personally can't burn it because it may throw me into mania. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't even burn my own candle. But um, anyways, we've had an individual that has lit it up next to a dead iPod, and it started working. Right. You know, so definitely, um, you know, check out um, uh, my candle line, which is available exclusively at CoventryCreations.com. So uh, cruise on over there. Anyways. Um, well, let's let's talk about this for a second, these testimonials and what mm-hmm. they mean. Now, yes, this is a commercial for Coventry at this this particular moment because we – are magical every day. Mm-hmm. So we maintain sacred space within our building. We maintain our relationships with the divine. We maintain our relationship with the with the overseers of Coventry, the spirits of Coventry. So we maintain those relationships and talk to them and, and ask for their guidance and work with them. And uh, so we maintain that whole connection, and then we make sure what's the phase of the moon that we're pouring this in, what's... Um, what ingredients are going in there? What color does this need to be? So we do all this work for you to set up the right vibration. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not the only ones who do that. There are other manufacturers um, doing sprays or stones or, or you know, color therapy. So there's different people doing that on, on different levels and different scales. Mm-hmm. And you can do it too. And you can do it too. So like that moment where you are flying high, where Veronica's flying high because she got the job, mm-hmm. while she's flying high and getting the job, that would be the, mo- the most perfect time to create, let's say, an infusion mm-hmm. with all the ingredients that are about um, positive energy, happiness, that whole thing. That would be the most perfect time to create that infusion, charge it up, and then set it, you know, of course you'd have to do your, your things to keep it from going bad. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could just anoint a whole bunch of candles and call them happiness candles because you're flying high. That's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's part of that making that magic every day. Just 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 throwing that out there. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that a lot of the um, a lot of the pro- problems that I see with people in regards to manifesting magic at this point is that the modern era, um, uh, you know, which is extremely reliant upon technological uh, uh, um, gadgets and iPhone this and computer that and Facebook and Twitter and being connected in and all of this other stuff, Mm -hmm. um, in many ways I think has got us away from the particular natural rituals that exist in our particular lives. For example, when I get up in the morning, you know, well, the first thing I do is I have to get the cup of coffee because no magic works without the coffee. (laughs) None. It does not work for me until I have that cup of coffee. But, you know, immediately, you know, whereas before, Jackie, I would have to go to the phone, now I go to the throne. Mm-hmm. You know, I start to uh, create that particular connection with the light and, you know, do my meditations and my, my Zohar scanning and my meditation books and my God journal and uh, all kinds of other stuff, which begins to create a particular energy that happens for me without the day. I will tell you, if I miss that, I am a mess. For the whole day. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that you've been inspiring me about is that you really are doing that. Yeah. You absolutely are doing that to make sure that you um, um, you start the day just right. That's a big part of magic. And um, and, and I, I'm a mess at that sometimes, too, so that when I'm not doing that, I can really feel it to the core of my being. I mm-hmm. really do feel it to the core of my being. It's not fun. Yeah, I do that, and then I put the energy into my body through working out in the morning. Um, uh, but, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people will state or they begin to think, then you don't have any problems. It's not that I don't have any problems. Believe me, uh, you know, for the, uh, for, uh, especially since I um, uh, had my breakdown almost two years ago, basically I had dealt with a lot of problems. The interesting thing and the, the bridge which I was talking to my Kabbalah teacher about um, and then with Jackie today, is that I'm starting to move over the bridge of the immediate surf- surface level problems and moving now into the root core issues. And I fully believe, Jackie, if I didn't work through those particular, you know, if I didn't have these particular magical rituals that I do to set up in the morning, I probably never would have got to that point. Yeah, because they, so when you set up a ritual, when you set up um um, tools and and those include the ones that you work with the divine on. Mm-hmm. In the words of my dear friend Orion Foxwood, the reason why you work with tools is they work when you can't. Mm-hmm. When you don't work, when you're not working as well as you could be, they still work. And and part of those tools is your ritual to start your day to become that to to be that magical person. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, so I suggest people when they get up in the morning to find something to do. You don't have to be as crazy as me because I'm crazy. Um, uh, you know, I spend a couple of hours doing what it is that I need to do, um, uh, uh, including the exercise. But uh, but even if it is, you have to. Say, you start out with ten minutes. Take that particular ten minutes to attempt to connect to something, and then I do little things throughout the day as well. If I start to feel anything weird, I just do a, oh, thank you, Light. Thank you, Light, for everything that you're bringing into my life. Thank you, Light, for giving me the opportunity to change myself and 
um, influence and uh, create change in people that are around me. Thank you, White, for bringing individuals into my life to, to teach me um, the right lesson at the right time. Um, uh, you know, giving a little bit of thanksgiving, I think, is uh, a great magical tool for anybody. Yep. Gratitude is the first piece of magic. When you can't find gratitude for, for what you already have in your life, you can't manifest anything else because gratitude allows you to connect with um, the right energy. And it's gratitude for whatever. When you have gratitude for your ability to love, uh-huh. um, you can love more because you're when you have when you have a gratitude about that gratitude for the positive parts of the relationships you've had in your life uh-huh. and you connect with that and then you're now connected with that vibration that's going to manifest that magic for you when you're grateful for all the things that you have that you had breakfast this morning and you have dinner in the freezer tonight um the um that connects you with the energy of prosperity and enough. And um then if you have and if you have gratitude for your body, for continuing to work, for continuing to digest, to continuing to breathe, all that stuff, when you continue to have gratitude for your body, now you're tuning in to what it is that your body really needs. You know, that reminds me, Jackie, um uh, 190 years ago when I lived in Los Angeles, um, there was a woman, uh, she was quite elderly, so she's probably not even alive, but her name was Esther, and um, uh, I got into, or it was right after um, uh, someone in my life had passed away, and I was still, you know, a couple of months later, Jackie's still not even able to function, basically, and one of the things that Esther did is that she came over and she says, okay, this is what it is that you're going to do. And I said, I don't know how to do anything right now. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. I want nothing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, then I want you to do one thing for me. I said, just so it has to do with doing nothing, I'm fine with it. She goes, you don't have to do anything at all except this. And I said, okay, tell me. She goes, everything that you do through the day, I want you to be grateful for being able to do it. So when you get up in the morning, and you brush your teeth, you're thankful for the ability to brush your teeth. You're thankful for the cup of coffee. You're thank you, thankful for having a cup to put coffee in. You're, thank, you're thankful in regards to having the opportunity to clean your floor and your toilets. Mm-hmm. You're grateful for everything. And she says, and this will break this particular spell, and I'm sure that she didn't mean spell in the way that we mean it, but this particular spell that is on you at this particular point. And, Jackie, you know, I probably didn't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to. You know, but I know at this particular point at 42, uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Um, so there's this um, little thing that's been going around on Facebook, and, and there's many versions of it, and there's many versions of the story. But basically it's... Um, it's a prayer or a wish. Mm-hmm. And this is and the first time I saw this I thought it was just so magical and it really hit me hard. So this little prayer is I wish you enough sun to keep your attitude bright. I wish you enough rain to appreciate the sun more. I wish you enough happiness to keep your spirit alive. I wish you enough pain so that the smallest joys in life appear much bigger. I wish you enough gain to satisfy your wanting. I wish you enough loss to appreciate all that you possess. I wish you enough hellos to get you through the final goodbye. Isn't that lovely? I know I went through that a little fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really, it's it's something that we talk about a lot, which is the balance. Mm-hmm. 
we talk about um, that balance. And, you know, <laughs> one thing we did want to talk about today is um, our books. Mm-hmm. We did want to start talking about the books that we're going to be studying for the rest of the yes. um, the rest of the uh, uh, the this year that we have here in front of us. And and I wanted to talk about oh Orion's book first. Orion's book, Candle in the Crossroads. And there was something in here. Shoot, and I marked it and I lost my mark because I was walking around with this thing. Something that his um his mama had said. Um and I'll find it later. So anyway, <laughs> but it was simple. It was it was something about that about how um, how gratitude keeps keeps you uh, <clears throat> keeps you working. And here's the thing about Orion's book is that you know I haven't read through it yet um, um, all the way. I'm really soaking it in. <clears throat> oh, I here it is. I just I, I knew I would find it right away. Um. Orion's mother always said, claim your spirit or something or someone else will. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that was really poignant for today, and I almost forgot about it. Um, isn't that true? Yeah. Claim absolutely. your spirit, claim your gratitude, claim your life, claim your magic or something or someone else will. So if you're not working within the light, if you're not, and to me, light and magic are synonymous. They're the same thing. So if you're not working within that that level of your own divine self mm-hmm. and connecting with your divine allies, if you're not connecting with them, you're connecting with something else. You're connecting with a lower, more negative nature. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called the ego. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not connecting with the, the higher part of the self, the high, the the divine self, then what you're connecting with is your miseries, mm-hmm. your fears, your pain. And that is, guess what that is not? That's not magic. No. In any way. So that's um, that's what I was so, I love that, that saying, claim your spirit or something else will. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. He has written a wonderful um, uh, little book um, uh, that, I th- that I think that people will be really exciting or excited uh, to get their teeth into uh, uh, next month when we begin to devote time to it. And um, I am so in love with God Wears Lipstick. (laughs) I'm so in love with that book, and I'm so in love with it, I bought it for Patty as her first book on Kindle, because I bought her a Kindle, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that book is kind of why I did both. But um, And and here's the thing. Patty's almost done with the book. I'm... I'm like savoring it. Yeah. I'm usually di- I like dive through a book, go through it real quick, quick. But I'm savoring um, these two books, and because um, I really want to get what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it. And and as Patty Cape gave me a few um, spoilers on it, it's very much about how you relate to people in your life. God wears lipstick. Yeah. And it's so exciting to me that. That that's I, you know that I, I'm excited to now I'm even more excited to read it because that's something that so many people come and talk to me about with with challenges, and I've I kind of I've had pretty good luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I have I had a really crappy first husband, but I learned so much, and and I I don't feel like love was ruined for me. I yeah. never walked away feeling like that, 
And and then my next husband was just he was the score, and still is. Yeah. So I feel like he's my prize for going through the crap I did in the beginning. Well, he's your my prize for you going through the crap you went through too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it wonderful how magic works? <laughs> um, there's an interesting. I'm reading a, a book currently that's not on our um, list, but it's uh, rebooting. Um, uh, defeating Depression with the Power of Kabbalah, which was written by my Kabbalah teacher, Yehuda Berg. Um, and this fits into what it is that we're talking about, especially in regards to people overcoming their blocks. One of the things that he says, Jackie, and I'll quote, he says, remember, we don't need to free ourselves from depression in order to find our desire. We need to increase our desire in order to clear away depression. And I think that that is exactly yeah. what magic does. Yeah. Exactly. You know, what imagine when you're activating that particular magical form of energy with your particular rituals of the day, whether you know, you light a candle, whatever it is that you do, you're activating the particular light to help to increase your particular desire in order to grow out of um basically uh what it is that you're going through at that moment. Um uh, and that's not to say instantly all of your problems are going to go away. They're not. But just remember you're in that little alchemical oven cooking. Yeah. And so, what is going to pop out is the gold. Right. And so let yourself cook. Let yourself go through the process. Don't expect yourself to be perfect first time around. People ask all the time, how long, so how long is it going to take for the spell to work? It's going to take as long as it takes, and it might take some redoing, and it might take some fixing, and it might take all that stuff. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to, you didn't get it right the first time around when you were screwing yourself up. Yeah. You happen to you manage to stay alive. So it's just gonna take the process and you learn each step of the way and, and you've gotta be good to yourself and kind to yourself with that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So you know, life's awesome. It really is, even through all the the crap, just you, you always you always get enough either direction. You definitely do. We're done, Jackie. I know. It's a good time. It's a good time. We are done, done, done. Um, make sure that you all cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com and check out the candle lines that they have there. They have the Blessed Herbal. They have the Wicked Witch Mojo. They have um, Tarot Magic, um, the Affirmation line, uh, the Motor City Hoodoo line. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem, whether it be your relationship life, whether it be finances, whether it be manifesting, whether it be depression, regardless of what it is, we have a candle for that. So don't sit there in uh, where well, you're sitting and definitely reach out and, uh, and and do yourself a favor and get some help. And Jackie and I will be back next week, um, and we will be discussing the internal process of manifestation, the internal oh, process. So, oh, I'm so excited uh, about that. Yeah. Internal process of a manifestation. So, Laura English, make sure you listen to that show. Because <laughs> we're doing it for an hour and a half. So, uh, make sure that you all tune in next Tuesday at 4 p.m., same back time, same back station. And, Jackie, in the meantime, what do they need to do? For God's sakes, whatever you do, keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next week. Feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working.
good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die. So speak Raise your thoughts a little higher. 